Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Versus Liddy Podcast. For today's episode, we're going to be going over week three of the NFL regular season. Um, baseball headlines has happened this past week. Playoff picture is getting closer and closer. We're a week and a half till the postseason um, and the wildcard series to begin. Um, we also have revealed, finally have announced the new halftime performer for the halftime show this year's Super or next year's Super Bowl. Um, so that should be great. New Music Friday wasn't that great, but we'll talk about one album that I have to talk about because it was not not phenomenal. But anyways, let's talk about baseball. We had some great headlines this past week. So on Friday, I believe, um, yes, on Friday, Albert Pujols hit two home runs, home run number 699 and 700, which obviously that made history. He is now the fourth player in MLB history to hit 700 career home runs in the likes of Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth, and Barry Bonds, and now obviously Albert Pujols. So, very exclusive club. Obviously, one of my favorite players growing up. Um, and yeah, I mean, cannot be on proud. He broke an un he he broken a record that's only been shared with four people um, in history or with three. Now he's the fourth one to do it. Just an incredible accomplishment for him. Um, and, you know, it was a great way to revive his career because in L.A., when he was playing with the Angels specifically, not the Dodgers for one year, but with the Angels, obviously his prime just went down after he left uh, St. Louis for the first time, um, after he won the 2011 World Series, the 2006 World Series, I think. Not, they didn't win the 2006 World Series. They won 2011, and they won another one before that. Um, but, you know... It was, it was, or 2005, I think it was 2005, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, but what a legendary career. He's still at 700 right now. He can get maybe 701, 702, but um, he will retire eventually after this season is over. Um, he'll probably not play in the playoffs because he already hit the 700 mark, so, but we'll have to wait and see on that. But great accomplishment for Albert Pujols. And Aaron Judge has hit 60 home runs this season as well. He's trying to beat. Um, I forgot the, the guy's name um, for the most home runs in the American League uh, was 62. Um, so he's two away from that. Um, he's been uh, in a slump, at least. Or not, not, not in a slump. He's still been amazing, but he just has not been hitting the best these last couple games. Um, I think the pressure is definitely getting into uh, only a week and a half to hit two home runs. I think he could definitely do it. Um, but we'll have to wait and see how he can do it because he only has literally a week left. I mean... It's not even half a week. It's just literally one week. Next Wednesday, it's the last game of the regular season. So, yeah, he has time, but we'll, we'll see how he can take things next further. So, Yankees have clinched the playoffs. Blue Jays, Rays, and Orioles, they're still in contention for a wild card spot. Red Sox, they're eliminated from playoff contention. The AL Central, the Guardians have clinched the division. The White Sox and the Twins are still in playoff contention, but... I don't, I don't think either team are making it out of the American League um, to the wild card spot. And the Royals and Tigers are eliminated. The AL West, the Astros have won the division. The Mariners are right now in the top three for the American League wild card spot. Angels, Rangers, and A's, they're all eliminated from playoff contention. Um, the NL East, so the Mets and the Braves are one game behind. Um, the Braves are one game behind the Mets. So obviously both teams are playoff teams, but have yet to... Uh, one team to step up and win the division at the moment. 
It could be Atlanta. It could be New York. Um, the Phillies right now share in that top three for the wild card spot. Hopefully, we do not choke our way out. Um, and the Marlins and Nationals, they're officially limited from playoff contention. Um, the NL Central, the Cardinals have not yet officially clinched a playoff spot, but they will at some point because they take control of the division. They will win the division at some point um, because they're six and a half games ahead of the Brewers, who are second, um, who are also right now in the wild card spot um, or in contention for the wild card spot. It's the it's the Braves, Phillies, and the Padres, and then the Brewers at four. So they could surpass the Phillies. They could surpass the Padres even, but we'll have to wait and see. And the Cubs, Reds, Pirates, they're eliminated, so nothing to worry about there for them in the playoffs. Uh, the Dodgers, they win the NL East, uh, NL West, excuse me, so nothing surprising there. The Giants, Diamondbacks, and Rockies, they're all eliminated from playoff contention. Actually, I don't think the Giants are eliminated just yet, but come on, they're not making the playoffs, so we can count them out already. Um, and the Padres are in the wild card spot in the top three at, at the moment, like I just said. So... So yeah, there's still teams waiting to, to spit, you know, to make a run for it. They still got a week to play the best baseball they can so they can get to a wild card spot. Um, there's still time to be, you know, deciders yet. Uh, only two divisions left to have a division winner. That's the NL East and the NL Central. Um, but yeah, I think most of it is pretty much already in it. The Phillies, man, they have to beat. Um, they have to beat the Cubs. They have a three-game series against the Cubs, and they have a four-game series against the Nationals, and a three-game series against the Astros in Houston. So, oh, I mean, all these games are road games, so they'll be playing in Chicago, Washington, and Houston. So, yeah, um, they're going to have to really play great um, in these games. They have to win these games because the Brewers are on their neck, and the Brewers pretty much have an easier schedule than we, than we do at the to end things off. I mean, they go up against the Cardinals today and tomorrow. Then they have the Marlins for a four-game series at home. And then they play the Diamondbacks at home to end the season off. So, yeah, I mean, they're going to take advantage and get these easy-ass wins. If the Marlins can actually pull through and do something uh, amazing and actually upset them and beat them for at least two, three games maybe, split the series, win the series hopefully, then, you know, thank you, Miami. Y'all are actually helping Philly out a lot, but... Most likely, Milwaukee's just going to decimate the Marlins as they get decimated every fucking year. But, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, the Yankees, 94-59. and 59. Um, They're very close to 100 wins. They right now are, I think there's nine games left in the season for them. Um, they're, they lost yesterday to the Blue Jays, but they're playing against them today. Right now, especially, I'm watching the game right now. They're up 5-1, to 2-1, um, to one, excuse me. They're up 2-1 to one in the fifth inning. And they play tomorrow against the Blue Jays. Then they have a three-game series in New York against the Orioles. And then a four-game series against the Rangers in Texas. And that's how they end their season off. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we still got baseball for one more week. On uh, Next Tuesday, I'll get to announce the remaining of the season. And then Wednesday will be the last game of the regular season. So, yeah, that's pretty much all the baseball. Shohei Otani um, still doing good. Mike Trout still doing great. Um... But the Angels still can't make the damn postseason because they're just they're just completely in control of doing, you know, of making their superstars unsatisfied with, with success in the in the postseason. With all the money they can get in the world, I mean, I guess that's what they really care about the at the end of the day. But 
my God, if we can't get anywhere close to the postseason, it's just it feels a lot different. You know, it feels a lot different. But anyways, all right. Um, before we get to the recap, the recap, let's talk about our Super Bowl for our Super Bowl halftime performer for this year. So, um, it was announced a couple days ago that Rihanna will be the headlining Super Bowl halftime show performer. Um, so this is obviously great news. Um, big W NFL. I was. I was surprised because I didn't think, um, I think Rihanna shut down the Super Bowl years ago in like 2016 or 17 because of the whole Colin Kaepernick situation. So I just made that an assumption and just assumed that she was never going to ever like probably headline the Super Bowl ever again just because of that. Um, but I was thinking um, there was an announcement or a rumor that, or not, it wasn't even a rumor. It was actually Taylor Swift who was going to be the original performer, but she turned down because she wanted to finish all her uh, re-recorded albums um, and her next album that's coming out next month. So she wanted to make sure she could clear and finish all that shit um, before um, she could probably perform in the Super Bowl, which means she could do it next year most likely. So maybe Taylor Swift is probably the headliner next year. We'll have to wait and see, or 2024, because next year will be Rihanna, obviously. Um, in 2024, it could be Taylor Swift, but at least for this year in 2023, Super Bowl, it will be uh, the Fenty Queen herself, Rihanna. Um, I think this is a big W. I mean, we haven't seen her perform in years. She hasn't dropped in years. Um, and she's doing a lot, man. She's been doing a lot for herself, obviously. Uh, I think she already gave birth, so she already has a child, uh, you know, in the, in the making. Or not in the making. It's already, it's already been born, so it's already living its own life. So... That's awesome. That's you know obviously great news and 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 Rihanna's finally back on 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 stage and I I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I was I was definitely surprised of by the decision, just because I didn't think she was gonna probably give the NFL like a chance. They were gonna give her another chance to to come back years later and say you know we'll give you another chance to see if you want to actually perform it this time around, um, which also means speculation that since she will be back performing at the Super Bowl that she could potentially be dropping new music? I mean, you know, Kendrick performed at the Super Bowl. He dropped a new album months later um, in May. But obviously, you know, we can't, are we really going to like put so much on that because Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, um, uh, Mary J. Blige, they all fucking performed too. So, and 50 Cent, they all didn't drop albums. But a good majority of them did. Eminem dropped Curtain Call 2. Mary J. Blige dropped um, Good Morning Gorgeous. Uh, Dr. Dre didn't drop anything. Um, Snoop Dogg, I think, dropped an album last year. Probably. He's still dropping albums. Or at least singles and stuff. So, majority of them, they still drop shit in 2022 after they perform the Super Bowl. Rihanna could definitely drop a new album, a new single, start a new rollout. Um, she is only 34 years old. She still has time. And, you know, her last album was anti in 2016. So it's been, it's been almost seven years, man. It's six years now, but next year will be seven years and she'll haven't, uh, haven't dropped a project. So hopefully she can, um, you know, get something good in the bank with us. Give us a, 
give us a new album because man we're, we're hungry man and we're gonna see you perform we're clearly one new music material but i'm excited i i, I definitely was very excited for this um uh, for rihanna over taylor swift at least for this year because at least now i'm like okay this, this made sense i mean i mean i wasn't too um i wasn't too mad about the taylor swift uh, pick decision if she still uh you know decided to to um, not overturn a decision and still be able to perform at the Super Bowl would still would have been fine with me, but obviously you know people would have complained either way. I mean people are still complaining that Rihanna is the halftime performer, but anyways, um, and we'll see. I don't know if she's gonna be only if this is a solo uh, headlining performance. If she's gonna bring special guests, if she does bring a special guest, can it be Drizzy Drake? I mean it only makes sense. I don't think ASAP, like ASAP is, I, I, it makes sense why she would bring ASAP for obvious reasons, but I don't know about ASAP, he's not a stadium guy, you know what I mean, he's not a stadium artist, Drake for sure is that, is that guy, you know what I'm saying, so Rihanna, if you bring a special guest, Drake has to be an option, he has to be at least one of your options, it'll be nice, it'll be nice to see them like, you know, performing together, we'll have to wait and see. Um, I don't know, maybe Nicki, Nicki Minaj, I guess we can throw Nicki Minaj in there. I don't know, we'll have to wait and see who the special guests are, but whatever, at least if we're getting a solo show, we're getting a solo show, fuck it, the weekend didn't have anybody, so maybe Rihanna will do the same thing. We'll have to wait and see, but um, obviously, very excited for the Super Bowl halftime show, super excited for the Super Bowl, but before we get there, we gotta take it easy there, because that's in February, guys, That's that's in February, and even though we are somehow already done with week three... And we're entering to week four um, on Thursday with the Thursday night football game between the Dolphins and the Bengals. I just don't get it. We're already entering week four. Like three weeks have already passed this fucking fast. Jesus Christ. Um, but I guess I guess that's what it that's what it is. I guess it, it is what it is. All right, week three recap. Um, let's get straight to it. So we got the Steelers and the Browns. So this was the Thursday night football game. Um, we had the Steelers versus the Browns. The Browns were able to defeat the Steelers 29-17. The Browns are now 2-1-1, and, and the Steelers are 1-2. Mitchell Trubisky, 20 for 32, 207 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. A rushing touchdown for Mitch Trubisky and Najee Harris, who had 15 carries and 56 yards um, rushing. Um, yeah, the Steelers, they just couldn't really get a lot going in this one. Their offense was was yeah not not amazing the run game was the only thing that was getting some some yardage in but <sighs> Jacoby Brissett however actually looked very pretty he looked pretty impressive to be honest with you 21 for 31 220 yards two touchdowns zero interceptions uh rushing touchdown for Nick Chubb 23 carries and 113 yards um a touchdown for David Nyoku and Amari Cooper um Nyoku had nine receptions and 89 yards, and then Cooper had seven receptions, 101 yards, with, of course, a touchdown for both of them. So, yeah, I mean, Brissett has looked pretty good, um, considering that he is the backup quarterback at the moment for the Browns. Um, we're not at the moment. Obviously, he is the starter, but um, obviously with the whole Deshaun Watson situation, um, he is now the guy for Cleveland, at least in the meantime, but he has not looked terrible. He has looked pretty impressive these these three games, I mean, he, he has not been um, a quarterback that hasn't really um, 
been showing any signs of regression. Uh, I think uh, Brissett is still Trubisky. We'll talk about Trubisky in a minute, but Brissett has looked pretty good. Um, he's been able to take over that that offense, and he's been able to step up um, pretty well, impressively. Guiding that offense to new guys. I mean, the run game looked pretty good in this one. Nick Chubb was able to get something going here. I mean, 23 carries and 13 yards, you know. He was able to get something going there. So the Browns were, were playing pretty good in this one. Uh, however, let's talk about the Steelers, though, because the Steelers now, they've just not looked that good their last two games. Um, they got the first win of the season against the Bengals in week one, and after that, they just have not looked that great. Their offense has been very sloppy. Again, are they just going to continue putting in Trubisky? Are they going to let Kenny pick a start at some point in this season? I don't know. Trubisky just has not looked phenomenal. Um, I mean, he just had a very plain stat line. Just couldn't do really much. He didn't throw interception after interception, but he also didn't throw any um, touchdowns. I mean, he did have his own rushing TD, but overall taking the offense to next levels, just a couple good plays, and that's it. That George uh, Pickens catch in the second quarter was was fucking amazing. NFL young boy had a had a great game himself, but you know, other than those than those little satisfactory plays, you know, those highlights, they just couldn't get anything done in this one. And and to be honest with you, just really nothing was able to to get carried, you know, for, for the for the for the Steelers. There just isn't much to talk about for this team at the moment. We'll have to wait and see what they can do um, against the Jets next week um, in Pittsburgh. So we'll have to see what they can do there. And then the Browns, they will be going up against the Falcons in Atlanta. So the Browns could probably take another W there. But we'll have to uh, wait and see. All right, next we got, let's talk about this one, man. Oof. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta turn this bitch on. Let me, let me, let me, let me real quick turn the AC a little bit. Just because... I'm getting hot. I'm really getting hot in this motherfucker right here. Let me just I'll put this shit on low real quick. All right. I'm back. I'm back. Let me cool down a bit because the bills. I'm not going to yell because my brother's already asleep. But how about them bills? How about them two and one bills? How about them two and one bills? Yes, you heard that right, ladies and gentlemen. The Miami Dolphins were able to get the victory against the Bills 21-19 and were one of two teams remaining undefeated left in the NFL season. We fucking did it. We beat the Bills at home. The Bills, who have pretty much owned us these last three, four years, swept us under the rug. The last time that the Bills lost to the Dolphins. I was at that game. And that was back in 2018. That says a lot, man. I mean, come on. Like, finally, we were able to finally prove something to this Bills team. Let's talk about the game, however, and the stats. Let's go over the stat line first. So, for Josh Allen, 42 for 63. Um, 400 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. A touchdown for Devin Singletary and Isaiah McKenzie. Um, who had 76 yards and um, seven receptions as well. Singletary with nine receptions, 76 yards. He threw the ball to a lot of guys, Stephon Diggs, James Cook, Gabe Davis. He threw the ball to like 11 other receivers, I think, and, and tight ends. Yeah, 
yeah, he, he spread the ball very quick to a lot of people, but just really couldn't get too much done, couldn't get the victory here. Um, Tua Tungavaloa had 13 for 18, 186 yards, a touchdown, zero interceptions. Teddy Bridgewater had to take two attempts as well, but just were incompletions, so he just couldn't get nothing in there. Uh, Chase Edmonds had two rushing TDs, 21 yards and six carries, and then Raheem Moster had 11 yards and eight carries. So, um, and, obviously, and, and the receiving game, uh, River Cookcraft, he had a one reception and 11 yards as well with a receiving touchdown. Um, Jalen Waddle, 102 yards and four receptions, and Tyreek Hill only had 33 yards and two receptions, but still had a pretty decent game <clears throat> coming from Tyreek, but... Man, let's talk about the Dolphins. So, yeah, I mean, in control, our defense were, were were in great shape in this one. I mean, easily the defense has been the best factor um, these past three games. The offense has been also very impressive as well, but I think we showcased more of our offense being like firepower and everything was that fourth uh, fourth quarter comeback against the Ravens. These uh, The game against the, the, the Bills and against the Patriots, our offense hasn't looked incredible but the defense just 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 completely stood on top i mean the fact that only the bills scored 19 points gets a stacked defense we even we even fucking we we even had our own butt punt man we even gave y'all two extra points for a butt punt and they still couldn't take over and i was really i was frustrated after that butt punt and we gave up those two points and it was a two-point game obviously they still had the ball with 90 seconds left. They had all this time. They had three timeouts. I'm like, fuck. They're gonna. They're gonna probably. They have much time to pull into the red zone, in the end zone, and then boom, a touchdown. And at the very least, that's won't even work because they could still try to hit a field goal and take this game home. So with that, it's like, damn. So without the butt punt, they had to. They had had to go for a touchdown, or they would lose the game. But with the butt punt now, they could just easily hit the field goal and win the game. And then bye-bye. We lose our undefeated record. And it would be the Dolphins who would be 2-1. And the Bills would be 3-0. But luckily, God was with us. The defense was impeccable. And Josh Allen had some rough throws, man. Um, but let's be real here. The Bills were in control of the ball. And they dominate in pretty much all the, the statistical categories. I mean, they had more yards. They had 495 yards in the game. We had 212. They had 380 yard, uh, 380 passing yards. We had 171. They had more rushing yards. They averaged more yards per play. They had 31 first downs. We had 15. Their efficiency on third down was a lot more. They had 90 plays. We had 39. They had 40 minutes of possession. We had 19 and 20 seconds of possession. We had possession for literally not even a quarter, like 20% of the game. Not 20% of the game. Like 30, 40% of the game. And we still won. We still won. They had the ball 40 minutes. When I saw the game on Red Zone, obviously I didn't get to see every single play. But I would see the game, and I'd be like, "What? The Bills always has the fucking ball. Like, what the fuck? They are like, what, what's going on? We're, are we creating all these fucking turnovers or whatever? Like, we're just turning the ball over way too many times. Like, I, I haven't seen the Dolphins even take a damn snap. 
I haven't seen Tua throw a pass yet. Like, what the fuck? I saw that so many times. Bills had all the possession in the world, and they just couldn't do it, man. And obviously, at the end, let's talk about how the game ended. was was pretty rough, man. Yikes. Um, <laughs> yikes, man. It was... Uh, it was heartbreaking. <laughs> it was heartbreaking. Let's talk about the ending, man. I mean, clock management was, was definitely a mess, man. Let's talk about the offensive coordinator at the end, man. He was completely frustrated um, with the way they were they handled that situation at the end. But it was a very dumb decision. McKenzie had the ball. had like It was like 12, 11 seconds left. Could have went out of bounds. Josh Allen gives the ball, get the ball, spikes, spikes the ball. And they, were, they passed the field goal line. So they were good enough to hit the field goal for the win. So they didn't have to. They didn't. They were not forced to get a touchdown. And even with that, they still would have had two timeouts. They still would have had two timeouts. But the clock just went going, stayed going. McKenzie never went out of bounds. Was giving the ball to Josh Allen, and everybody was getting in, in place all in a hurry. And then by the one second mark, they got the ball in, but just it was not in time. They they were about to, they were ready to snap the ball with that one second in, but then once that zero second hit, it was it was game over. And they just didn't even they couldn't even have chance. Didn't even have a second. They couldn't have any time to even get a final play in. And even with that, they couldn't set up a field goal unit. Nothing. They just had horrible uh management of the game. And they just couldn't take control of the little facets. I mean, our defense was great, and we were able to stop them. But our offense was sloppy, too, at, at times. Um, and even Tua, who at the end of the first half, um, it looked like he had a concussion. He definitely had a pretty interesting and kind of odd concussion. Um, it didn't look anything too um, damaging because he did go back in the game. But it was a little strange how um, he hit the turf with his head and he got back up and he was his balance he was uncoordinated he was he was slipping and everything so it felt like him coming back very soon felt odd um and kind of felt sus but it didn't look um too too much because he still played pretty good he still was like you know not locker room like i'm, I'm still playing like it don't don't count me out yet you know but it was still very odd to see that but luckily he should be fine and hopefully he should be a hundred percent or at least 99% for the next game against the Bengals this Thursday night football. Um, but the Dolphins are 3-0 and the Bills are 2-1. and The Bills go up against the, who do they go up against? The Ravens next week. So the battle of the Dolphins um, past two, L, uh, two Ws. These are the two teams that have lost to the Dolphins. They have fall victim to the Dolphins curse <laughs> that I just created this year already. We'll have to see. But that should be a very fun game, though. Bills and Ravens, that's going to be a very fun game. Um, but let's talk about the next games, man. <laughs> I've talked about this game for like 10 fucking minutes at this point. Um, next, we got the Bengals defeating the Cincinnati... Uh, well, what what am I talking about? The Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals defeating the New York Jets 27-12. to Joe Burrow, 23 for 36, 275 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. A touchdown for Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, and Samaji Perrine. And then for the Jets, Joe Flacco, 28 for 52, 285 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, and those, yeah, they just couldn't get nothing going. The Jets were very sloppy. The Bengals actually um, 
their offense looked pretty impressive. Their defense looked a lot better. So, yeah. And the Bengals were able to take control of this one, 27-12. Uh, Joe, the Bengals are back. They finally get their first one of the season. Um, they finally don't look like a, a rusty team, at least in this one. The Jets were not able to pretty much get anything done here. Um, Joe Flacco didn't look like that guy in this one. But um, it's all right because the Jets, um, they should have some decent games in them this season. But this one was just not it. This one was just not it. So, yeah, pretty easy win for the Bengals, if I must say. Next, we got the Las Vegas Raiders losing to the Tennessee Titans 24-22. Um, Derek Carr, 26 for 44, 303 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Um, yeah, the Titans, Ryan Tannehill, 19 for 27, 264 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Derek Henry had a rushing touchdown as well, um, 85 yards, 20 carries, so he had a great game. Uh, Geo Swam. Also had a receiving touchdown, 19 yards and three receptions. Ryan Tannehill even had a rushing touchdown, two yards and four carries. Um, so, yeah. Um, the Titans were able to get in control here. The run game was great. Um, Derrick Henry pretty much carried the majority of this one, scored the touchdown. Um, but also, Ryan Tannehill didn't have the best performance, but also didn't put up pretty bad uh, mediocre statistics there. Um, Derek Carr did not look amazing, but he also didn't look terrible either. But their defense was very sloppy. The Raiders just really couldn't get nothing going there. The offense was shutting them down for a good bit. Um, they were aiming for a comeback in that fourth quarter. Um, but unfortunately, they failed to tie the game with a failed two-point conversion at the end. So yeah, unfortunately, they couldn't even get this game going to a, into a overtime potentially, or even tying this game in general. So yeah, the Raiders fall short, and they're now 0-3. Um, so that that just, um, yeah, they're 0-3 right now. Next game, they go up against the the Broncos in Vegas. So that, you know, gives them a chance to probably worthy to get a, a, a good win against uh, their divisional rival. And the Titans, they go up against the Colts. So another team they can go up against to get another win on their column. And we'll talk about the Colts in a minute. Um, oh, I didn't talk about who the Bengals and the Je uh, Jets are playing next week. Uh, the Bengals are playing the Dolphins on Thursday Night Football, so we know that. And the Jets are going to be playing against the Steelers on on Sunday, October 2nd. So, yeah, they'll be playing in, in Pittsburgh. So, so that's, those are the opponents where they'll be playing. Um, so, yeah, the Browns win, Dolphins win, Bengals win, and the Titans, yeah, they win. All right, so four games in. We still got 12 games to recap. So let's just get let's just pull through here, um, yeah. So next we got the New Orleans Saints losing to the Carolina Panthers twenty-two to fourteen. Um, yeah, the Panthers they don't look amazing, but they were able to get the job done to the Saints. They also didn't look great, but fuck it, you know they were able to get the win. So fuck it. Jameis Winston, Jameis Winston, twenty-five for forty-one, three hundred and fifty-three yards, a touchdown, two interceptions. A uh, rushing touchdown for Mark Ingram, who also had 18 yards and five carries. Also receiving yards, Marcus Callaway had a touchdown and four yards and a receiving and a reception. Baker Mayfield, 12 for 25, 170 yards, a touchdown, zero interceptions. And that lonely touchdown was to LaVisha um, Chenault Jr., 90 yards and two receptions. Never heard of that guy, but he got the touchdown there for the, for the Panthers. 
Um, so yeah, I didn't really watch too much of this game. Don't really know what to say on it, but the Saints didn't look great. Um, offensively, they've just not been looking that great these last couple games. Um, and yeah, they just they look pretty sloppy. Jameis Winston is not looking like that guy right now. Hopefully, he can bounce back, look a lot better next week against the uh, Vikings. They'll be playing in London, um, so not in New Orleans. So this is the first of the European games that they're going to be playing for the NFL season um, in week five, in week four, literally week four. Um, so yeah, the, uh, that should be a very exciting game. That's going to be the first game in the morning on Sunday. So we're going to get Sunday morning football. That's just beautiful. I'm just going to wake up at 9.30 exactly at that time. So I just see football as soon as I wake up. But, you know, that should be a beautiful time um, on Sunday. But the Panthers, they go up against the Cardinals next week in Carolina. So that could be a W. That could be an L there. But we'll have to wait and see there. But the Panthers, they take the W, 22 to 14. Next we got the Baltimore Ravens beating the New Orleans Patriots, the New Orleans Patriots, the New England Patriots 37 to 26. Talk about Lamar Jackson 18 for 29, 218 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. Lamar Jackson also had a rushing touchdown, 107 yards and 11 carries, but he also threw the ball as well. 89 yards, eight receptions and a two touchdowns for Mark Andrews um, and also uh, Devin DuVernay had a touchdown, 225 yards, and two receptions. And Josh Oliver also had eight yards, two receptions, and a touchdown. Yeah, the offense was great. The Ravens' offense has looked fantastic so far this year. They got a bounce-back win against the Patriots after losing into a heartbreaking, uh, crushing defeat to the Dolphins in Week three, uh, week 2. So, yeah, um, the Ravens were able to bounce back. Mac Jones, unfortunately, suffered an injury. Um, it looks like he will be out for a good majority of time. We'll have to wait and see how um, how the results end. If it's a negative, positive scan um, through the injury, we'll have to see if the x-rays come in um, positive or negative. But I think at the moment, it, it he will be out for a good amount of weeks. We'll have to wait and see, though. Uh, but Mac Jones, 22 for 32, 321 yards, zero touchdowns, three interceptions. Um, they were all rushing touchdowns. Um, uh, Ronde Stevenson, Damian Harris, and Mac Jones, they all had a rushing touchdown, 73 yards, 12 carries. For Stevenson, Harris had 11 carries, 41 yards, and then Mac Jones had 5 carries at 31 yards and a touchdown as well. So the Patriots couldn't get much going here, but their offense were able to put up somewhat of a fight against the Ravens. But yeah, the Ravens offense just looked way too strong. And that was that, man. That was that. The Ravens just couldn't get nothing going there. So that's that's fine there. Um, next, we got the Detroit Lions losing to the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, boy. Um, I, I, I mean, uh, not really, oh, boy. I mean, I had the Vikings winning, but the Lions, they choked. They lost. A, they lost. They had a 10-point lead, and they blew it, man. What's what's going on there? What, 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 what happened? What happened, man? What happened? Uh, Jared Goff, 25 for 41, 277 yards, a touchdown to interception. Um, Jamal Williams had two rushing touchdowns, 87 yards, and 20 carries. Um, as well, DeAndre Swift had 31 yards and seven carries. Um, and TJ Hawkinson had a receiving touchdown as well. Um, Kirk Cousins, 24 for 41, 260 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Uh, Dalvin Cook had a rushing touchdown as well as Alexander 
Uh, Madison, 28 yards, 7 carries. And then Dalvin Cook at 17 carries and 96 yards. With K.J. Osborne with a touchdown, 73 yards and 5 receptions. And then Adam Thielen with 6 receptions, 61 yards, and a touchdown as well. So, yeah, the Vikings were able to pull through, come back from behind, 10-point deficit. And they beat the Lions 28-24. to I think both teams are still looking pretty good at the moment. Um, so yeah, nothing, nothing too crazy right now for either teams, but they've they haven't looked that bad. Both teams have still have a lot of promise this season. They're gonna be competitive in that NFC North and give Green Bay some competition. Um, finally, so we'll have to wait and see how things pan out. But the Lions, they next week go up against the Seahawks in Detroit, and the Vikings they go up against the Saints in uh, in London. So that should be another uh, good game to watch there. Oh, yeah, let's talk about the Ravens and Patriots uh, uh, game. So the Ravens, they play against the Bills on Sunday in Baltimore. And then the Patriots, they go up against the Packers. Oh, they go up against the Packers in Green Bay and Lambeau Field on Sunday. So those are going to be their opponents there. Um, so that's that. So the Lions, they lose to the Vikings 28-24. to Next, let's talk about the Eagles commanding. The commanders to get shut down 24 to 20 uh 24 to 8 um this is for kobe so yeah great win for the eagles we're now three and oh our offense completely dominated nothing to be said Devonta smith had a fantastic performance jalen hurts had a great performance the commanders sucked multiple dicks in this one they were just fucking trash but anyways jalen hurts 22 for 35 340 yards three touchdowns zero interceptions a touchdown for Devonta Smith, A.J. Brown, and Dallas Goer. <laughs> Excuse me. Anyways, Devonta Smith, a touchdown, 169 yards, and eight receptions. Five, uh, five receptions for A.J. Brown, 85 yards, a touchdown as well. And then, of course, a touchdown, 26 yards, and three receptions for Dallas Goddard. So... This Eagles offense looks great. Their defense looks even better. We're 3 and 0, baby. We're 3 and 0, baby, man. I'm just It's amazing, man. Two of my favorite teams are undefeated and they're the only undefeated teams left in the in the in this season. Left this season, that's it. Who's going to be the last one to to remain standing as undefeated? We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see if it'll be the Eagles or if it'll be the Dolphins. But what a time to be alive as an Eagles and Dolphins fan. Just six W's just like that. Six W's in three weeks. And hopefully it's eight and four. You know what I'm saying? So just can't can't complain. Can't complain. But anyways, Eagles decimate the Commanders. Nothing much to be said there. Commanders, yeah, just, just couldn't do nothing. But the Eagles, they go up against... The Jaguars in Philly, that should be another win. But the Jaguars did decimate the Chargers. We'll get to that game in a minute, but we'll, we'll hopefully we'll take control of that one. Um, and the Commanders they go up against the Cowboys, um, on Sunday in Dallas. So should be a challenge because Cooper uh, Cooper Rush is uh is that guy apparently he is that guy he uh, he is that guy <laughs> he is that guy. So I fucking I guess. I guess they'll have a pretty awful performance. We'll have to wait and see, but damn. I don't know. 
Next, we got the Houston Texans going up against the Chicago Bears. And the Bears, they were able to pull through, get the W here, 23-20. to 20. Um, Yeah, they're 2-1. And the Titans, uh, the t- Texans, 0-2-1. Davis Mills, 20 for 32, 245 yards. A touchdown, two interceptions. Um, a rushing touchdown for Damian Pierce, who had 20 carries and 80 yards. And a, ru- and a receiving touchdown for Jordan Atkins, 31 yards, three receptions. Also, uh, Jalen Peartree had two interceptions off of Justin Fields. Obviously, he had two picks. 8 for 17, 107 yards, uh, zero touchdowns. And those two receiving, uh, two rushing touchdowns were to Khalil Herbert for 157 yards and 20 carries, who definitely had um, one of the, he was one of the best players of the week. Had a great performance. Easily carried that offense um, against the Bear against the Titans to get the victory for Chicago. Uh, yeah, Jalen, uh, Justin Fields did not look amazing. Davis Mills did not look incredible either. Um, but yeah, Khalil Herbert was 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 able to control this offense for Chicago and lead them to victory. They were able to break the tie twenty twenty and get the game winning field goal to win the game. So yeah, the Bears they're two and one. They go up against the New York Giants in New York next week, while the Texans. Still trying to get their first win, and they're going to have to probably have to see if they can do it against the Chargers at home. So, in Houston, they'll have to go up against the Chargers. We'll have to wait and see if that can, uh, if, if the Titans, if the Texans can actually beat the Chargers at home. But anything is possible, so I guess why not? It is what it is, right? So, fuck it. Alright, let's talk about the Chiefs and the Colts here. Um, so yeah, the Colts were able to defeat the Kansas City Chiefs twenty to seventeen, um, and the Colts get their first win of the season. They're now one one, and one, while the Chiefs are two and one, get their first L of the season. Patrick Mahomes, um, twenty for thirty five, two hundred sixty two yards, a touchdown, an interception. Um, Clyde Edwards-Helaire, who had seven carries but had zero yards. Um, had a, a rushing touchdown. Uh, Travis Kelsey had a receiving touchdown, 58 yards and four uh, receptions. Juju Smith-Schuster had 89 yards and five receptions as well. Uh, Matt Ryan, 27 for 37, 222 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Those two touchdowns were to Jelani Woods for 13 yards and two receptions. Yeah, man, the Colts. Um, were able to pull through, get the W against the Kansas City Chiefs, a powerhouse in the AFC or in the NFL in general. Um, yeah, I mean, the Chiefs' offense did not look incredible. They were pretty sloppy all the way through the game, but it wasn't even about the damn offense that was pretty much just taking over and just selling the game. It was that special teams, man. There was a uh, muffed punt that was turned over, to Indiana in the first quarter. Um, there was multiple missed field goal attempts. There was a there was a faked uh, there was a failed fake field goal attempt on fourth down. That I don't even know what that even was, but anyways, um, I think there was like three missed uh, field goal attempts or two. The muff punt and the fake field goal attempt, just just. Special teams was just all over the fucking place. Couldn't get nowhere going. Obviously, that could have been added up to like 
Well, two field goal attempts, that could have been 23 points. Would have obviously won the game, obviously, if they scored 23. With the, with it, with the fake field goal attempt, if they were able to pull through a touchdown, that could have been another six points, another seven points if they hit the extra point. Like, literally, this game... Kansas City just choked away solely because of the special teams. Could have literally make I'm making excuses, but you know, let's 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 be real here. They just looked awful, man. They looked they looked awful, man. Overall, Kansas City got to do better there. Their special teams for for sure is definitely the ones taking the blame here, but the offense definitely has to take another level here. Their offense didn't do that well in this one, but I guess, you know, they they will have their slow games at some points as well because obviously this offense is great and it has been productive so far this year and there's really nothing much to worry about for the Chiefs at the moment but yeah that special teams that could cost y'all man and it did cost y'all this game to the Colts and the Colts were able to pull through and get something going because their defense was also pretty good as well um Patrick Mahomes even threw his inner first interception of the season after throwing like what nine or eight passing touchdowns at the moment and you know this man is just a, a, a demon in fucking in the month of September. So yeah, that's one loss in September for Patrick Mahomes. I think this is like his third loss or second loss in September overall in his career. But yeah, the Colts were able to pull through. The Colts next week they go up against the Titans in Indiana in Indianapolis. So they should see if they can get try to get a W there. And the Chiefs will have a pretty interesting and very exciting matchup hopefully on Sunday Night Football. This is definitely by far the best Sunday Night Football game so far this season. Um, they will be going. They will be going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa. Finally, Super Bowl Fifty Six rematch or Super Bowl Fifty Five, Super Bowl Fifty Five, Super Super Bowl Fifty Five rematch. Super excited! This should be easily the best game of the week next year. Uh, next week against the. Um, against the Bucks, but we'll have to wait and see. Alright, next let's talk about the Jaguars and Chargers game. 38-10, to 10, the Jaguars defeated the Chargers. Yeah, let's talk about it. Jaguars, Jaguars 2-1, and one, and the Chargers are 1-2. Trevor Lawrence, 28-39, for 39, 262 yards, 3 touchdowns, 0 interceptions, a rushing touchdown for James Robinson, and a receiving touchdown for Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, and Marvin Jones. Um, 85 yards for Jones, 72 for Kirk, and 33 for Jones, um, for Marvin Jones. Um, yeah, they had also 10 receptions, 6 receptions, and 4 receptions for each of them combined. Um, yeah, Jaguars' offense was unstoppable. Chargers, however, 25 for 45. This is Justin Herbert, obviously. Um, 297 yards, a touchdown interception. Um... Mike Williams had a receiving touchdown, 15 yards, one, one reception. Really not much to say. Chargers had a very sloppy game, played pretty bad offensively, pretty bad defensively. Justin Herbert wasn't at 100%, so, you know, I'm not going to blame too much on Justin Herbert for that. But, yeah, yikes, against the Jaguars, they looked pretty rough, man. At home, too, James Robinson in that offense has looked pretty impressive. Trevor Lawrence... This is his comeback year, man, after his pretty rough rookie year last season. This could be the year that he will finally take the leap. In his second year, his sophomore year, he says, fuck a sophomore slump because my rookie year was already 
pretty much giving me bust signs. But, you know, this was this was a pretty impressive win for the Jaguars. They're 2-1, and one, and they're right now on top of the AFC North. Or AFC, yeah, AFC, uh, AFC South, my bad. They're on top of the AFC South. So, the Jaguars, AFC South champions at the moment. Really don't know what else to say. Goddamn. Next, we got the LA Rams taking on the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, man. Shit, my bad, y'all. I'm, like, tired as hell. I just took, like, a two-hour nap before before recording, and I'm still fucking tired, but I'm probably going to stay up all night. That's just, I already know myself. Anyways, the Rams, they defeat the Cardinals 20-12. to 12. Uh, Matthew Stafford, 18 for 25, 249 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Cam Akers had a touchdown. Cooper Cup had a touchdown as well. 61 yards, 12 carries, 20 yards, and one uh, carry for Cooper Cup. Um, no receiving touchdowns. Um, yeah, this was a pretty boring game. There wasn't a lot too much scoring here, um, but the Rams were able to pull through, get the W. Um, Kyler Murray, 37 for 58, 314 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Yeah, not nothing going here. No, nobody got a rushing touchdown. Just three, just four field goals right there for the Cardinals. Yeah, pretty, pretty not 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 a very uh, high offensive game here. I didn't even get to watch a majority of this game. Um, but the Rams were able to pull through, get the win here, and yeah, that was that was pretty much that there. Pretty simple win for for the Rams. Um, they go up against. Oh shit! I didn't talk about who the Chargers are going up against in the Jaguars. Um, the Titans and the Bears. Okay, the Jaguars. They will be going up against the Eagles in Philly next Sunday, and the Chargers. They will be going up against the Texans, and then for the Rams, Cardinals. The Rams, they'll be going up against the 49ers on Monday Night Football. And the Cardinals, they'll be going up against the Panthers on Sunday. So that should be very exciting as well. Um, yeah, should be very fun to watch as well. Next, let's talk about the Atlanta Falcons defeating the Seattle Seahawks 27-23. to uh, Marcus Mariota, 13 for 20, 229 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Cordell Patterson, a touchdown, 141 yards, 17 carries. Easily carried my fantasy team this year um, or this week because I was able to finally get my first win. I'm 1-2 and two right now in fantasy. Hopefully that's 2-2 two and two by the end of week four, so we'll see. Uh, Drake London had a receiving touchdown as well, 54 yards and three receptions as well. Marcus Mariota also even had a rushing touchdown on his own. Um, Geno Smith. 32 for 44, 325 yards, two touchdowns, interception. Um, those two uh, touchdowns were to Will Disley, 34 yards. Um, DK Metcalf, 64 yards, a touchdown, um, and five receptions as well for DK Metcalf. Um, both both had a pretty fair competitive game right here, but the Falcons were able to get their first win of the season right here. So great time for them to get their first W of the year right there. Um, and yeah, I mean, great time, great time for the Falcons to finally step up and get the first win of the year. There, the Falcons they go up against the Browns in Atlanta next week, while the Seahawks they'll be going up against the Lions in Detroit. So we'll see, you know, we'll see how those games turn out. Next, we got the Green Bay Packers finally defeating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 
14 of 12. Yeah, let's talk about it, man. The Packers, Aaron Rodgers, 27 for 35, 255 yards, two touchdowns, interception. Um, Romeo Dobbs had a touchdown, 73 yards, eight receptions. And Alan Lazard, a touchdown, 45 yards, and four receptions as well. Um, yeah, man. Packers had a pretty good game offensively. Or not a pretty good game. It was it was, it was was a great game in the first half. Second half, they, they decreased a little bit. They couldn't score anything in the first, uh, in the second half, excuse me. But really, nothing much was going in too much there. Tom Brady, 31 for 42, 271 yards, a touchdown, zero interceptions. Um, Russell Gage had a, re a receiving touchdown, 87 yards, and 12 receptions as well. Um, so, yeah, the Bucks they scored a late touchdown with 14 seconds left in this game. Um, there was, But, unfortunately, there was a delay of game penalty, put them back 10 yards, and then they went for the two-point conversion, and they missed it, and they avoided, and they couldn't tie the game at 14. Could have potentially, they could have uh, forced overtime or could have had enough time for Green Bay to get the ball back and maybe make a couple plays, try to see if they win the game or whatnot. But um, either way, Green Bay still won the game. So Tampa Bay, they take the L. Um, Jesus Christ, I have fucking allergies. I have to blow my nose desperately because I am picking my nose like every fucking two seconds. Anyways, um, yeah. So the Buccaneers, they get their first L of the season. They're now 2-1, and one, just like the Packers. So the Packers, they will be facing off against the Patriots in Week 4 in Lambeau, while the Buccaneers, they will be going up against the Kansas City Chiefs in Tampa. So second, uh, they're back-to-back -back home games um, after two road games to start the season off. So yeah, it should be a very, very exciting matchup for both uh, teams. But we'll see how that game's on. Um, let's talk about Sunday Night Football, man, real quick, because I don't even want to talk about this game. This game was, was pretty awful to watch. The 49ers and the Broncos. The Broncos were able to win 11-10. to That is a very odd score. That's That looks like a baseball score to me. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, 18 for 29, 211 yards, a touchdown interception. We cannot forget the um, the safety. <laughs> the safety that he did in the th second quarter or third quarter. Yeah, Jesus, man. Um my god it could have been 10 to 9 without that fucking safety they they could have literally won that game without that little fuck ass mistake that jimmy g had but i mean it wasn't as bad as the the dan olofsky the yeah the the guy who was in detroit played for the lions quarterback in 2008 when they were 0 16 and he took 7 million steps out of bounds created the greatest safety of all time Bro, you still had it worse, man. At least Jimmy G just had, like, two steps out of bounds. You were running out of bounds for, like, three seconds. Like, it wasn't even... It was It was literally, like, just... Are you serious? Like, what the... F do you, you, you don't even know what you're doing. You're fucking... Like, put this... No one... Like, literally, that play basically explains and makes so much sense... Makes so much sense in why they went 0-16 that year. They were that fucking incompetent. Um, so, yeah. Um, but anyways, with that being said, uh, the Niners still couldn't get the job done. And the Broncos barely put enough effort to get the job done either. Uh, Russell Wilson, 20 for 33, 184 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Um, Melvin Gordon had one rushing touchdown, 26 yards and 12 carries. Yeah, very sloppy game. Um, I saw a stat line where 18.9 uh, million people saw this. Damn, so 19 million people saw this game. 
I know this was just a very, very, very entertaining matchup for 19 million people to watch this one. I know a lot of, I know, I, I, I bet like 80%, 90% of people that watch this game like fell asleep at some point like during the game. Like, I fell asleep I think during like the third quarter, like the towards the end of the third quarter. And then, like, on beginning of the fourth quarter. Obviously, I always do want to watch the fourth quarter, no matter how shit a game is. Because the fourth quarter could always be interesting. But the Niners, they lose to a Broncos team that couldn't even score a touchdown. Like, Jesus, man. This is so fucking terrible, man. Punt after punt after punt after punt. Jesus, man. My God. Um, Defenses weren't even... um, Terrible, obviously. Defense obviously was impeccable, but it just wasn't one of those fun defensive games, you know? It was like there was no control of offense and there was too much defense, you know what I'm saying? I like a good balance of both, you know what I'm saying? Or very high offensive games, you know what I'm saying? Of course, but there's no in-between with, like, low-scoring games and high offensive games. Like it, It's just, I don't know. It's, for me, not the most entertaining thing to watch. Um, but that's that. The Niners they go up against the uh, the Rams on on uh, on Monday Night Football in San Francisco. While the Broncos two and one they go up against the Raiders on Sunday uh, against the uh, against the Raiders in Vegas. So hopefully the Broncos can take a chance to get the W there once again. But the Broncos are two and one. Forty Niners one and two. We'll see. Now, finally, let's talk about the Monday Night Football game from yesterday between the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants. The Cowboys were able to win against the Giants 23-16. Cooper Rush, 21 for 31, 215 yards, a touchdown, zero interceptions. Ezekiel Elliott had a touchdown, 73 yards, 15 carries, with Tony Pollard who had 105 yards and 13 carries as well. Uh, CeeDee Lamb had a touchdown, 87 yards and 8 receptions. Um, as well for the Giants, Daniel Jones, 20 for 37, uh, 196 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception, uh, a rushing touchdown for Zaquan Barkley, 81 yards and 14 carries. Zaquan has had a pretty good start to the season. I'm super glad the Giants have been able to think slow, but the Giants, they do take their first L of the season to the Cooper Rush Dallas Cowboys. Yes, Cooper Rush is 3-0 in his starts against... Um, uh, against, you know, teams um, for the Cowboys. He's 3-0 with the Cowboys at the moment. So this is this is great for Cooper Rush. We'll see how much he can keep going. Um, the Cowboys next week, they go up against the Commanders in Dallas. So that could be another easy win for the Cowboys as well. And the Giants, they could bounce back against the Bears in New York. That should be a very winnable game for the Giants as well. Because, to be honest with you, yes, they took the first L of the year right here. But... They did not look terrible, and the Cowboys also didn't look fantastic, but they looked a lot better than expected, and their run game was pretty good. With Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott sharing the football at the moment, um, sharing yardage, it actually looked pretty impressive. So, yeah, both teams were able to perform well, but the Cowboys ended up taking the W there. All right, um, and that is that. That is uh, that is that. I think I went like 8-8 eight and eight for my predictions this week. So, I had... Um, let me see which ones I got right. So I got the Browns game right. I got technically nine, nine and seven because I had the Dolphins on on paper 
losing, but come on, really, I had them winning. So nine and uh, so that's two games right there. The Bengals winning. Um, I had the Raiders winning, so I lost that one. Um, the Ravens winning, so that's four. The Vikings winning. The Eagles winning. The Chiefs lost, so that fucking didn't work. The Texans lost. The Chargers lost. The Rams got the W there. The Packers they won. The Falcons they won. Um, yeah, nine games right there because the Broncos, I had them losing to the Niners, but they won, and then I had the Giants being the Cowboys, but they but they lost. Yeah, so I was nine and seven, nine and seven last week or this this week in week three. Yeah, yeah, I I could do better though. Nine and seven. I want to get if I I want to see if I can get like 12, 13 wins one of these weeks. I know I'm never gonna, I'm not gonna go perfect. I think that's gonna be really, that's gonna be pretty much a a whole other fucking challenge. But hopefully maybe we can get something going better. You know what I'm saying? Cause I gotta do better than that. But anyways, that is week three, all sixteen games. More sixteen games next week in week four. Super super excited. I'm gonna do my week four predictions on Thursday. So go check that episode out. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Sorry, my stomach. Or not my stomach. My nose started to act up towards the second half of this episode. So, uh, sorry if I kept, you know, touching my face a little bit more than often. I still feel it a little bit in my nose. I don't, I hope that I am not sick at the moment. Um, not that I have to worry about school because Hurricane, uh, uh, Ian is, is, uh, is, is pretty much taking over right now the state of Florida. Um, now... I don't think the hurricane is expected to hit uh, Miami, but heavy rains for sure has done enough, and floodings has done enough to cancel schools finally. So yeah, I will be all home, stuck my ass home like quarantine days, um, you know, for these next good amount of, for the rest of the week pretty much. I mean, it stopped raining now, like it started raining a while ago, and I think before I started recording, literally it started like pouring. Now it's like Oh, it's not even raining, not a single drop, but then overnight and then tomorrow morning, it's just going to pour until, like, God knows when it's going to stop. Today it was raining nonstop, but it took a couple pauses because right now, look at it, right? It, you, don't, you, don't hear, you don't hear a single raindrop. So, yeah, um, tomorrow it's going to look pretty rough. Floodings, no school. So I have more time to record stuff. I have more time to, you know, do homework, catch up in college work and shit. Um, but that's that. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Uh, again, apologies with this. this. This started acting up towards this, you know, the end of this episode. But anyways, thank you guys for watching. Hope you guys enjoyed. Take care and peace out, my friends.